Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Walking 90. I'm your sad, depressed, very, very upset, slightly going through sports depression host, Elliot Barr. And it's joining me as two guys that are probably laughing at my pain. I'm being joined in the couch while Chip is probably doing the Homer Simpson meeting us. Sit right here, buddy. After my team loses to the team that has the most scandals in U.S. soccer history outside of the actual federation itself. Also joining me is a man that came back from Houston, probably saw Austin go to the MLS Cup Western Conference Finals, who was down there to enjoy his dad's anniversary. Mr. Kyle Carr, how are you doing, sir? Good. I had enough Texas. That was enough Texas. Four days is enough. Yeah. About four days too much. Down there? There, there's Whataburger, there's Bucky's, and that I don't need anything else. So let me ask you a question. When you order food, do you get a gun with it or bullets? You know, I didn't get either because I think I was in rural Texas, rural military Texas. The last thing they want to do is give a black man a gun. Ah, now, if I was go. white, maybe I would have gotten a gun. Yeah. This is also true. This is also and also joining me is a guy that is planning to go to France in March and probably be more bougie than us than everyone else. What's new? How are you doing, sir? Very good on the sign this year. Are you over there for scouting purposes for Union Omaha? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There you go. There you go. You know, family doesn't matter. You can leave the kid in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. There's some really great games in the French third division that I need to keep my eye on, you know, yeah. out there scouting, guys. You, you have uh, – Brandon, who's uh, scouting Argentinian players who live in America, I'm scouting French players that live in France. Like, tell me who's winning. This is also true. This is also true. Um, guys, before we get started, I want to ask you guys a question because I put it on our Twitter today and it kind of generates some interest. So, what is the most annoying song of the 2010s, in your opinion? For me personally, it is the. Um, Song winning with like DJ Cali, T Pain. That's a very annoying song to me. What about y'all? In the 2010s, you said? Yeah. Okay. So some of the ones that I heard were Uptown Funk, uh, Party. What's another one that I heard? Um, no, Happy. Yeah, Happy was another one. Happy, that, that one I can't stand. Uh, I so I'm in Nebraska, so I'm a little bit different than you guys. Uh, it's got to be all like the generic bro country with guys with like a first name, two first names as their names, like Luke Bryan. Yeah, where it's just all like snap, snap, snap that stuff because it's everywhere, it all sounds the same, it's all like super reductionary and it's all just like horrible. And they play it everywhere. Mm. Yeah, so that was isn't even good. <laughs> Another one, and I know I'm going to draw a wrath. We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift was annoying as fuck. Well, here's the funny thing. Taylor Swift song sucks. So just going to put that out there. Yo, that's, how we get our engage- that's how we get our engagement up really high. You just tweet that out from the account. We'll have all the... And that's how we also get a review, uh, get review bombed, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, so yeah, yeah. So guys, so we have two games to talk about. One game, 
quote unquote controversy. Another game, quote unquote, kind of your own fault. What game should we start out with? It's kind of your own fault. All right, let's start off with South Georgia. I mean, yeah, South Georgia and Greenville. This game, y'all, Greenville seemed up for it. Greenville didn't turn up for it. The goal that they gave away is kind of their own fault. It was a bad play all around, and Tormenta kind of just took over. What do you guys think about this game? Thoughts about it? It felt like... Greenville took way too long to actually try to get into the game. And then when they started getting into the game, it felt as though they were going to score and just never materialized. And I think that was the thing. Like Greenville took too long to finally like, I don't want to say get into a rhythm or kick into high gear, but it kind of felt like they were always a step behind a step slow. Like they, it just didn't feel like there was urgency there until like, the 65th-ish minute. Like, it was, like, the 60th minute and, like, on that it felt like, oh, the urgency finally kicked in and they kind of realized, oh, shit, we got to, like, do stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and right, and I think, again, as we've said a bajillion times on this podcast, if you want to beat Greenville, you have to score first. And that's what Tormenta did. They scored first, and then Greenville, who, unless Labovitz is on, really lacks an attacking option, had to play catch-up and couldn't. They had more shots on goal. They had more shots in general. But they just could not find the back of the net. And South Georgia gets in it, or gets the host, which I don't think a lot of people had at the beginning of the year. But they're hosting the USL One Finals. I don't even think people had that at the start of the playoffs. But yeah, they're hosting in their brand new stadium, and for forty US dollars, you can go. Wait, time out. Excuse me. How much? 40 US dollars, uh, an advance $60 at the door. How much is that annual? How much is the regular ticket? Uh, I think they're like 15. Bucks. Wait, wait. So, for is that in like supporter section or that like in the main stand? It's GA. Whole thing's GA. Oh. Get the. So, the league gets a cut of the finals, and the league sets a lot of the costs for the finals, which. Tormenta made sure people know knew because they said the league is letting us know how much tickets are and we'll announce on Monday. Yeah. And so it's a small venue. They don't get a ton of people normally. So it's like, well, we got to get ours. No, they were, they had in their book, they were booking for 6,000 people in Richmond. Now they're going to get 2,000 in Statesboro instead. So got to, got to close that gap. 40 bucks. Jeez. Wow, that's wow. Um, like, I guess here's what I would say if that was in, if $40 was a Richmond or Greenville or Omaha, I would slightly understand that. I wouldn't, no, I, I said slightly, I said slightly because the league is greedy, so they're like, Oh, we're oh, we gonna yeah. make the most money, we're gonna mm-hmm. charge a lot of people, and we know they're gonna buy it, right? So, I know, like in Omaha, I think they were for the berm seats, they were. $28 for the final and 25 for the playoffs. But the workaround was you just got a group together of 15 people and you could get in for $15, which is what we did because you don't have a season ticket for it. So it's like, well, I think I can find 15 friends. Right. I'll go in on tickets and then just, you know, asking around town, showing people up. I think we had like 150 people in my group by the end 
because I was just passing that thing out like candy, saying, "Hey, call Sayer on Chips Group, get into the game, fifteen bucks, let's go." Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure the league, if it was in one of those spots, they would still charge it. And I'd be like, y'all are wild and being greedy, but at least I understand why you're doing it because you know you're going to get people. This is absurd. Yeah, that's that's highly robbery, dog. Like, if if this was in Chattanooga or Statesboro, you got to have it be like 25 bucks. There's got to be a halftime act. Like, somebody got to be singing or dancing. And, you know, and again, I think there's the context of it, but... Imagine if Chattanooga was hosting and they trotted out $40 tickets. You'd have all of uh, the CFC fans up their ass. You'd have all of League One up their ass about it. And they'd just be like, we don't have enough people to tell you that it's not our fault because we don't have any fans. But at least Tormenta's like, it's not us. It's not us. <laughs> right. Because I know, yeah, if Tormenta had the choice, yeah, they would not have done it for 40 fucking dollars. No, if they had the choice, Darren Van Tassel would give away those seats for free. $10, show up. Yeah. $10 in a shit. food. $10 in right. a food voucher. There's $10 $5 yeah. in, a, in a parking ticket. $10 are $10 are a can of soup to donate to the food pantry. That, that's your admission. Right. Pack the place. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Sit on the dirt over there. Have fun. Yeah, um, but for, 40, 40 is steep. Well, and that we'll talk about students uh, get in for free. <laughs> well, that's what it normally is. Like the students get in for like a dollar or something there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a mat, and then it it goes up by fifty percent the, the day of sixty dollars. Oh that's stupid. Imagine paying sixty dollars to go in and you have to sit in the dirt clod because everything else filled up. That's the thing. Like you're not even getting prime seats for sixty dollars. Like first come first serve. It's like Red Rocks, you know. Camping out the stadium. If you're gonna spend fucking sixty dollars, you might as well camp out the stadium and hope for the best. Hell, you could probably drop walk park somewhere, walk around the stadium, and stand on top of the dirt hill for free. There's no fence, right? I don't think there's a fence. I was gonna say you, there probably isn't a fence. You could probably just walk into one side and maybe like, okay, cool. I'm here. Yeah. Climb a tree. That's wild. Climb a light pole. Um, make up a badge make up a media badge yes it's not (laughs) very hard the color's teal (laughs) i want to ask you guys this about the goal itself um pretty bad goal on greenville's part to give up it just seemed like just really bad yeah i mean not not really like in the playoffs you get the goal however you need to but it felt like one of those where you kind of just look and think that's how they scored. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. But really. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of sucks. Um, and so fairness, before, oh, Greenville doesn't go to the finals for the fourth year in a row. So that's great for parody in the league. Ta-da. I guess. I mean, silver lining. Okay. Um, before we move off of this game, uh, let's take a moment to talk about it. And maybe we talk about this a little bit more in our Enter the Season podcast, which will be next week. But does Greenville feel like it's at the end of a, end of a cycle? Like, do you feel like a lot of the team either retires, move on, do parts come in? I know we've joked about hearts moving on, but, like, is there real credibility there? Like, just real quick, what do you guys think? I think if Harks goes, that core is done. 
I th- I think regardless, the forward the attack needs to get younger. It's too old. Mm-hmm. Like your attack is more or less Don Smart playing as this box to box ten. You're expecting them to produce. You have Jake Keegan. You have like it's not really a young ish attack. Like Labovitz is young, but that's really it. Like they need to get like a younger. They need someone that's going to start that's young because I know they have like Evans and I think they had um the other guy if I'm drawing a blank, but they I think they just need a younger attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you can keep a lot of those guys. I mean, in this league this year, Richmond was like barely better than second through seventh place. And second through seventh place were all like right there together. So, you know, you bring in some more attack and this team would be a lot better. And so I think if you can keep them together, it's still a really, really good team. I don't think uh, Greenville is going to get rated for a lot of talent. Like maybe Labovitz goes just because he's proven he can score. I don't, I think he probably needs another year in league one just because he has a lot of consistency. He had a lot of garbage goals that kind of ran up his total, but you know, you get it. Like you said, you know, maybe you uh, say goodbye to some of the older attackers. Uh, get some younger attackers in uh, like J but that's the thing is like Harks doesn't like young players. It seems he likes signing veterans, but you know, at the same time that can bite you in the ass because they are who they are. And especially on the attack, you, you'll lose a step here. You lose a step there. And, a, and in the league this year where so many teams relied on the counter, like you're too slow. Yeah. And that's just kind of what happened. And, you know, Maybe that would help Labovitz out too, is just having another guy back there that can just churn and burn and score some goals. But I don't think they're they're done. I mean, of all the teams in the league, they're like the team that I think is least likely to get rated just because they are old. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who like they the are. Like the best players, yeah, besides yeah. like Gavilanas and Labovitz. Yeah. But so if they want to come back, they'll be back, and then they can just fill in. Because that's kind of how – They've been like the weird like USL one all-star team for the last couple of years where they always seem to get like the best free agent signings in the league of guys who like are good, but maybe not good enough to go to championship or don't want to sit on the bench in championship and want to start in league one. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, maybe right. next year or the year after that, you kind of worry, but I think they're, they're fine. There's yeah, no, as long there's as Hearts no is to, there, they're fine. Yeah. There's right. no need to pull the panic lever there. I think with their roster. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we're flipping on the other side. We talk about Tormenta. This team really took off. It really seems like when um, Bush came into goal, once they dropped Yara, I think Yara got dropped because of injury. Once they put Bush in the goal, this has been a, this has been a totally different team because I Sterling has found his form. Doesn't seem like he's going to be around much longer. Neither this is the team that needs time. to win this year because, like, half these guys are going to jail. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, between Bush coming in goal and Sterling, like, getting settled in, that was, like, the two big things for Tormenta. Yeah. And there's a lot. Of, yeah, I don't see Sterling coming, staying. I don't see uh, pretty much, like, Akali. No, he's not staying. Like, I mean, Bill I can Hart. tell you right now, Bill Hart, Ajay, Ajay, Sterling. Phelps might probably gets a little like there's a couple of players on that team that you're like, hey, they're they're young and they're talented and they're dynamic players. So it's like, 
it might be it might it might be a stretch too far, but if you're Atlanta United, do you do you look at Sterling? Do you, you got to at least bring him into camp? Yes, I think if well, you're if you are MLS or USL Championship, you take you bring him in. You have to. And if you're like in Atlanta too, I I think what you could do is you could do like what uh, Columbus did with Micheletta this year, is you bring him into Columbus too. Uh, Torment has already shown that they'll sell guys to MLS too. Yeah. They sold Micheletto to Columbus too, best player of all time. Like we've joked, they should have a statue of him outside the stadium. That conversation probably is different now after this year. No, they should still have one. Still yeah. have that statue. <laughs> they just might have to add more people. Yeah, but it's like they, they've shown that they'll sell to MLS too. And so if you're Atlanta United or Charlotte or somebody like that, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't call Torment up and throw some money at Kingsford and say, hey, we'll give you a, I don't know. Whatever the going rate is for a guy like that, I I don't know what that is, but gotta be bring him in. And Tormenta probably says, "Sure, deal we let Ebony negotiate." Yeah, well, I mean, especially if they win a championship this year, it's like, yeah, we'll take some money for some guys and just, you know, that's the thing about Tormenta's talent strategy is they just keep finding these guys out of their academy and their two teams that are really freaking good. So it's like, yeah, we'll let these guys go because we got two more guys coming up from our two team next year, so we're good. Right. That's kind of like why it was like you can let someone like Michelotta go and like they got money for it. But also it's like, okay, well, we have, like you said, there's someone that can step up and take that. I didn't, I was surprised at that, that they were able to find that like replacement. It kind of was more of a replacement by committee, but it was still like, mm-hmm. there are legit questions. Like what is Tormenta going to do without their tailsmen? And it's like, well, we got, we got two of them. Yeah. Well, and that's like the thing is, Tormenta of all the teams all the that they sold really funded in bringing in these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing for Tormenta is they get paid for their best players, which is more than everybody else in the league can say. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, so we got Tormenta going into the finals. They're hosting. Um, and then on the flip side, earlier on that last Saturday, the game that made me say is always effing Chattanooga. Richmond nil, Chattanooga one. Rafa Michigan scores in the 86th minute. If Guys, we're talking about goals that are like, how the hell did they go in? That's the goal. That's like, how the hell did that? How did you guys let <clears throat> that go in? I, I the was XG for it was like 0.05. It's very reminiscent of last year's game against Tucson, where mm. Richmond controlled the entire game. And then in like an 85th, 86th minute, literally both goals are separated by a minute. It was a funny thing. Um, it's like a what the fuck moment. Where did this come from? And Rich was out of the playoffs. Yeah, I was watching the game and I was like, there's no way he scored that. But they were celebrating. It's like, what? Dude, I watched it for the press box. And as soon as, soon as he cut in, I was like, this is going in. But you can just tell the way how... Rafa cut inside. That ball's curling. And you see it like Akira. It's hard to see it on the camera angle. But from where I'm watching it, Akira leans to his left and then just back to his right to try to, like, throw an arm out there for it. And he totally, like, he just misses it. I mean, he's not saving it anyway, but that's a hell of a goal. (laughs) Well, on the plus side, that's another one of those guys where it's like, well, we won't have to worry about him next year. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you would, you, he gone. yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah, he go, he go. Um, but uh, let's let's start <clears throat> at the beginning of this game. Um, we talked about it, so I'm gonna have a therapy session with you guys. <clears throat> I came out of this game with a couple of questions about Darren. One, the lack of substitutions was concerning to me. I was going only, to mention that. Yeah, only the one sub, and when we asked Darren in the post game. He mentioned how he was kind of like, I want to leave the guys on there that I trusted. Now, if you go look at the bench, there's no one really that he could have thrown on that offensively that you felt like would have changed the game. Yes, he could have took Zaka off for Ani and then pushed the corner up into six. All right, cool. The main one that I was concerned, I was baffled at is Stu Ritchie didn't come on for Simon Fitz in the 70th minute. This is before the goal even happens. It just feels like if you're going for crosses, why not bring in a guy that has five assists to his name for those crosses, you know? And then the ninth minute where the goal doesn't happen. I mean, where the penalty kick doesn't happen. Yeah. That's the one where I'm just like, if there's any time to have instant replays right now, that like if we just get a tablet and just have it on the sideline, just the ref to go back and just watch it. But that's one of those calls where even without replay, you would think that's given as a pen. Yeah. Even like I'm not even gonna go into like the replay aspect. I'm not gonna go into VAR. That's just one of those where the naked eye you look and you say that is a penalty. And look, I'm not trying to be like like blaming the rest of anything like because the rest of who they are, they have the issues that they have. And then when when Trizaghi went in and the goalkeeper, the ref is already running back because he thinking the goalkeeper has it in his the hand. Turned away. The ref's like, he turns around. Yeah, and he sees Emmy on the ground, and he sees with the goalkeeper with his legs stretched out. And I'm saying that I'm like, pin. And no, it just feels like that sliding doors moment was like. Not saying Richmond wins this game with that penalty kick. Not saying Richmond scores it. But if that penalty is given and we score in the ninth minute, this game looks totally different. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those games, too, where I've got a buddy who comes over just to hang out because he lives in the neighborhood. And he knows, like, if he comes over on Saturday night, like, we're going to watch soccer. Does he like soccer? No. He's watched a little bit of it. But even he was like, that's a PK, right? It's like, I mean, you'd think. He's like, how's that not a PK? He's like, I can't tell you, Todd. I have no clue. But right. that was rough. Yeah, man. It, like it, I said, it, that is one that you think is given. Like, based off of what the league has done, that you give that. And then you discuss it with the assistant ref, with whoever. And then maybe you kind of have that, okay, no, it's not. That's well, what I'm saying. Like, that would have been one where you call it and you have the discussion. Between the three of them down there, how did nobody see that? And, be and like, that's what that's what confuses me. Like that's why I'm like, even if you don't have VAR, you had three refs, and if sure one may have turned around, you still have others surrounding it. Like if I was Darren and I was Richmond, I would have been throwing a fit. I'm going full on <laughs> South Africa and uh, Af like in the CAF qualifying. I'm throwing a protest. I'm going to the federation. I'm throwing a fit. I'm throwing. I'm tweeting obscenities i'm going off like i'm going down as a sore loser damn it i do i want you to know man it was so crazy just that that could happen but given that happened richard has another chance 
the free kick of which they say Jalen was off. But when you go back and look at the replay, it's not off. And then they say the ball goes over the line, but it's kind of like one of the where it goes on, but the goalkeeper grabs it and kind of pulls it forward. Kind of what knew who did last year in the final. <laughs> but they said, like, and, and the thing is, they initially go for goal, and then the center ref is like, oh, no, he's offside. And then it was just like, all right, there's a second chance. And then we have the red card that happens in the 38th minute, which was a red card. Like, he took a nasty gash out of Ethan's leg. And then I saw the discourse on Twitter given when once Michigan scored about, well, how Richard didn't score with a man up for 70, 60-ish minutes. And I'm just sitting and I'm just like, one, people don't know how Richmond play. Two, people don't know how Chattanooga play. Three, people don't understand the one thing to do to beat Richmond is literally take the space on the wings. And it played all in the Chattanooga's hands because you're asking Richmond, a team that capitalizes on getting in behind, that long ball uh, belongs in Bentley, and they do these low cutbacks to Trezaghi and Ethan Bryan and Neil Villiers who flood the box. You're literally playing in the Chattanooga's hands because – Navarro's a great center back. Mill uh, Mill is a great center back, and they're what six, three, six two. So we're doing all these high up crosses, and it just cleared it out because you don't have anyone in the box that is taller than six feet. And it's just like, hey, Ev, how are you, buddy? Hi. I'm going through therapy right now, so. <laughs> We go through all of this, and I'm just like, this literally played in the Chattanooga's hands. If there's any team that can survive going down a man and still having this potent-ass attack, it's Chattanooga, because what Chattanooga does best is blitzkrieg the hell out of you and counterattack you with pace. All I will say is both are true. It should have been a penalty, and that game should have been 1-0, potentially as early as the eighth minute, or the offside. And Richmond should, and like, Richmond should have taken advantage of it. But also knowing, we've seen it. Omaha was doing this left and right. When they go down a man, they reduce the space that they're going to allow to get exploited, and then are able to go with a counter and a goal. Like, we saw Omaha do it countless times. So it's not, so I think both can be true. Richmond should have scored, but we've also seen teams go down a man, reduce more of the space, and take advantage and go on a counter and score. You see, I don't think Richmond should have scored just because of the fact of, like, I, I still think with the talent that you have in the attacking players, you, you, you yeah, would think with the with the players like Terzaghi and Bologna, like if you have players like that, they can make something out of nothing. Yeah, but it's all about where those opportunities come from. You know, if I'm if I'm putting Belayos, Ethan, out no, on the wings, yeah, all and telling them to create, and Chattanooga's already reducing the space, nothing's going to happen. This Richmond team doesn't take shots outside of the box in front of the 18 yard box like that. That's not their mo. You know, like they don't do that enough. Like maybe you have like, I probably say out of all the goals we scored here, I'll be surprised if maybe six of them are from like outside of the box and out of the 18. And those are the kind of shots you needed to take to make Chattanooga come forward. Because when you had the one shot with Zaka, it seemed as if, like, oh, snap. Chattanooga was like, oh, snap. We can't let him get super open. So let's reduce the space even more. 
I'm not frustrated. I'm not disappointed. I'm just like you're not. Well, Richard had six goals outside the box this year. Oh, see, what I say? I said six, right? I don't know. Yeah, I like <laughs> yes, out like, of the fifty-four goals, six were outside the box. Yeah, I'm just like it's fucking Chattanooga. Like it's, I feel like I feel like a Buffalo Bills fan by the time of the third Super Bowl, where you're just like, here we go again. Or a Pacers fan with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is the second time in three years my season has ended because of Chattanooga. And I step on my soapbox now. I'll let y'all talk about the game. <laughs> I don't know what more there is to talk about. I feel like the three big moments were the blown missed call on the penalty, the questionable offside, and Rafa Metzian getting that ridiculous goal that you say, how the fuck did he score that? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That was a beautiful ass goal. That that shit was nice. Like that's all that that's all he does. That's all that team does is score. How the fuck did they score that? They've done that over the whole year, dog. Like instead of that devil magic of scoring late and winning late, they just decided we're just gonna get bangers only. And look, man, I we're gonna talk about the season awards though. Um, but was weekly has done with this team on the field. And has freed this team up. Hey, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed because that that team looked dead in the water. What was around like late June, early July? Something like that. Yeah, that team looked dead in the water. Like, and they look like a totally different team now. So I wonder what happened. Whoa! <laughs> I was gonna say he gives me uh Eden Terzik over at Dortmund vibes, where it's like he comes in, he's an interim, he's the guy that everyone loves. Players want to play for him. He does well as an interim, wins, but then once he gets the permanent role, that's when it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Because that's just not like I feel like he is he is a great, he comes in and makes the vibes good in the short term while you find a new coach. Uh, can we can we agree that because I think O'Blade is coming back. No. Oh, don't do that. Don't That's, do that. Well, why would you not just do it? it? Like, so let's just say that he's like completely as pure as the innocent and innocent as the freshly driven snow. Your new guy just took you to the championship game. This other guy has all this crap around him. You think you'd just be like, yeah, he's gone. Here's our guy. Or we're going to like find a different guy. But you haven't said shit about shit. Like not even like a hey, we've concluded our investigation and he's good. You just haven't said anything. Like this, it's so weird. I mean, at this point, it would be more of a distraction to put some, like, that's why I wouldn't be surprised that as soon as they get to Monday, that's when the announcement drops. Mm -hmm. But it's so weird that there's just been nothing from their camp about it while they're having the, the biggest year of their program history. And it happened after the guy that got suspended got suspended. You think you'd just be like, well, you sup, A-Town down. See you later, Jimmy. And maybe he has a con- maybe he has a contract that runs out, and they're just like, we're not redoing it. Like, that could be a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, how long he had a contract. Yeah, I, I can't see them. I can't see them bringing back. I, I can't. I, I just can't. Especially now. <clears throat> and we'll talk about it too. The CBA that just came into play, like if Chad Newman did that, 
And if I'm any player that's a free agent or like looking to come to League One, I'm telling my players like, "Yo, don't go to Chattanooga." But there's all—they're the only team that would do a move like that. Maybe well, we Charlotte, maybe throw, like a stupid amount of money at you too. Right, but that's what—they're the only team, other than maybe Charlotte, that would say, "Fuck the PR." This is our guy. Like they're like. I mean, yeah, that's true. But even like the record this year shows you, like he wasn't that guy. <laughs> only if they lose. They, I think this is the only possibility if they don't win the final. If they win the final, there's no way they can bring it back. Yes, they can. If they win the final, they're Chattanooga. Oh, they absolutely can. I'm not gonna lie, yo. This really much feels like the Boston Celtics. Like when they suspended their coach, it was like, "Yeah, we'll bring you back at the end of the year." But it's like, "No, you're not." But go like, ahead and interview for go. this other job. Yeah, like no, like just cut time. I don't know. I I, do, I honestly think as soon as Monday happens, we're gonna get something. Maybe Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It just feels very. It already feels weird, but. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. We'll see. Kyle, um, the optimist. Well, you know, yeah, that was his coach of the year. So, you know, he's <laughs> Kyle all Kyle, in on it. Hey, Kyle, the I, optimist, expecting them to do the absolute bare minimum. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Kyle is riding with this. You know he put money on Galindra as being the golden boot winner and Oblater being the coach of the year. <laughs> Only one of those looked ridiculous. Which, by the way, I just want to say, I was the only one that was right. Well, technically, I was right on one. My other guy didn't get it because my coach won coach of the year, which I was not expecting. Biggest shock of the year. We'll get into the awards right now. Starting off with goalkeeper of the year, Chip, your boy, Rashad New, who wins his coveted goalkeeper of the year award, which uh, feels good, right? I mean, how could he not? He was the first team keeper and the Golden Glove winner. Like, at least last year. It was like, well, Nuhu won the Golden Glove and Akira won first team. So we could make some arguments here or there. But like we talked about last week, the goalkeeper of the year is kind of a dumb award when you have the first team keeper. So, like, it wasn't super shocking. Well-deserved, obviously. I mean, I think Nuhu, uh, with how Omaha played when he was out, it definitely showed how important he was to a team. They went from a team that looked like it was on the cusp of winning the league the regular season for the league to a team that barely made the playoffs. So, you know, big ups for new who, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this off season. Obviously I think, you know, he doesn't really have a lot left to prove in league one. And while I would love him to stay in Omaha because he's awesome, you know, he's definitely a guy that probably deserves a chance to get some looks from some champions, uh, clubs or some clubs somewhere else, because, He's just done literally everything he can in Omaha, and that's great, and that's awesome. And he's, you know, one of the faces of the league, and he deserves that chance, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was his award to win. It kind of felt like this is the award they meant to award him last year, but they had to give Akira the award last year because they missed out on 2020. You know, But even then, like, I don't think that knew who ran away with it last year. I mean – Omaha had such a strong defense in 2021. I think you made this point until you were red in the face that like Akira had like double the number of saves that knew who had. 
And so it was like, well, yeah, he like statistically was the best keeper in saves percentage, but he also like faced half the shots of Akira. So like, who's the better keeper? Because like one of them kept a lot more shots out of the goal than the other one did. Yeah. As a percentage. Yep. <clears throat> um, Akira finished second in that one. And I think Richardson finished third. Um, not bad. But we move on to Defender of the Year uh, with Arthur Rogers winning that award. Um, guys, this seems like the most weirdest award because only once has a true defender won this award. The other times this award was winded, awarded, Connor Antley, he won it because he was a wingback that had, what, five goals in 2019? Damian Villadere was literally a winger playing fullback and had the most assists in the league. Arthur Rogers was a winger playing fullback who had the second most assists in the league. Brandon Fricky, the only true defensive player to win this award. Is defensive player of the year even an award for defensive players? Because it doesn't no. seem like it. No. <laughs> it's, can your defender provide an attack in like when they're showing the highlight videos like not one thing was like i think Lindsay uh fierce had tweeted it like no highlights were defending yeah. who's the lovely girlfriend of Jalen? I, I was gonna say there might be some bias there might yeah. be some bias hey hey hey, hey. we're fine but with I that bias. you, you I stand saw that. for your man <laughs> i saw that comment that was hilarious because it's like none of that was defending it was all him scoring goals or assists and I agree. Like, I guess if I'm thinking defender of the year, I'm thinking it should not be based off of goal, like goals, assists, whatever. It should be, have you, did you win a high amount of duels? Were you getting, you know, tackling tackles, duels, clearances, blocks, mm-hmm. actual defending? Yeah. Yeah. I know like a lot of the Omaha camp was thinking that it was complete robbery that Dalton Knudsen didn't get nominated or win, which. He's a good defender, but I think that's a bit of a stretch. But it's also like we know what these league awards are. We know what the all-league teams are. It's who can score. And it's dumb and it's silly, but that's like what they do with all of these awards. And so like to expect them to not do that at the end of the year is kind of foolish. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Jalen finished second and uh, Daniel Navarro, Chattanooga finished third in that race. And then... Yesterday, we had Young Player of the Year Award come out to my boy, Ethan Bryant, the young goat. Um, I did say this. If he stays in his league next year, he will be an MVP candidate. I'm willing to stand on that already. But um, what do we think about this award, y'all? I didn't have too much of an argument. I feel like the young player is kind of like there's no – and especially now that there's not really two teams, it's kind of like I have no big – I'm surprised it wasn't Cease. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't Omar Cease, but, like, I have no problem with I I would have had no problem with any of them winning. I would have. Omar Cease ain't it. Yeah, none of them were controversial or anything, but it's nice to see that it isn't, like, three guys from MLS2 teams that you haven't heard of. Right. Because no one watches those guys play because they all sucked. They're all the teams. Hey, hey. I was going to say, the first two years of that award were legit, and then last year was just whatever. Yeah, I can't remember who was in the running of last year, but the guys who won this award, 2019 was Arturo Rodriguez. We've seen what he's done. Chris mm-hmm. Brady for Madison, now the Chicago Fire. Is he going to be the starting goalkeeper next year with Selena yes. leaving? Yeah. yeah. Um, Noah Allen, he's playing with Inter-Miami, so Ethan Bryant, 
I I've already said it. I think this Richard team is getting gutted. I'll be shocked if if we don't have six new starters next year. What surprises me? Um, but even Brian, he's good. He's really good, and he's really had a real uptick in form over the last two months. Is he Richmond's player, or is he still Loney from San Antonio? He is 100% ours. We okay. So his loan deal ended last year, and we signed him on a free. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So it was robbed. But. um, And then sure. we have probably the one that surprised me the most today when I was like, Oh snap! They gave him this award. Uh oh, hold on. I ain't skipping one. Am I not? You're, you're, I was gonna say we are skipping one. Yeah, which... yeah. I'm skipping one. My fault. My fault. Um, comeback they just made it year. this year. <laughs> All right. The, the new award, comeback player of the year. Uh, Aiden Billhart wins this award. Um, he is the first ever winner of this award. Uh, seems like it's kind of fair. I'm not gonna lie. Didn't realize he blew out his leg last year. I would have guessed that. So, what I wonder yeah. too, what like the criteria too, because Bolanios was up for that as well, wasn't he? No, no, it was, it was uh, Nate Schultz, Daniel Navarro. Okay, and Bill Hart. What was the other one? Bolanios was up for. MVP. Yeah, I mean MVP. Oh, yes. Which will get announced tomorrow. Yeah. So Which should I we guess? I, I, I mean, if you had a season-ending injury last year and you come back and play really well. Yeah, that seems like a good reason to give someone a comeback player of the year. Yeah, that feels like that is meeting the criteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to me, he was the most important player on that team, man, because homeboy's kind of good. Really good. Really good. I think he's going to be the X Factor in the final. Um, so, the war that came out today... Was coach of the year, which we had Darren Sawaski uh, win this award. We had Ian Cameron in the running, and we also had uh, Jimmy Weekly in the running as well. Guys, did USL League one get this one right? Me personally, no. yes, but me covering the league, no, no. Like he's the third choice. He was the third best pick in that category. Whoa, 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 whoa. Second. Second. If we're talking yeah. regular season, if we're talking regular season, second. No. Um, yes! well, this is like this is like last year when it was – and I love Jay Mims because last year I was in a similar position where Jay Mims should not have won coach of the year last year. It should have been Perlman. They were like dead last in the league. They got up to fourth – they got up to fourth place – made it to the semifinals. Like, yes, that is, yes, that should have been the coach of the year, not the guy who brought back all of the second-place team and two of the best free agents in the league and then won. That's that's great, but that's not, like, coach of the year. And it's, I think it's the same thing here where Darren brought back most of the same team that finished fifth last year. They finished first. Ian Cameron's team, especially, like, if we're counting what they did in the playoffs, they made the final. Like, they were not a playoff team last year. They were the worst independent team that wasn't North Carolina FC last year. Rebuilt their entire roster in the offseason, which was him that did that, and made the finals. And then Chattanooga, you have Weekly, who took over Chattanooga, and I think they were ninth 
when Obleda went on suspension and now they're in the finals. So like both of those guys are guys that had a, something bad happen and were able to turn it around while Richmond had something really, really good still and just kept it really, really good. I'm just going to say he probably was going to get it because it always goes to the team that finishes first. That's sure. literally what it's been. Yeah, it, yeah. If you finish but, first, uh, you were winning coach of the year. <clears throat> Jay finished first last year, got first place. Probably didn't deserve it. John Harks got first place in 2020, got coach of the year. Eric Quill got first place, got coach. If you finish first, you're going to get the award. Yeah. And look, I'm not disparaging my coaches at all. He did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. He's a great coach. Like, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> that boy down in South Georgia, what's done down there, it, I would have been fine with a co coach of the year. We could have split this. I would have been fine with it. Right. I um, mean, I think if, Ian Cameron would have won it. There would have been no like complaints from like anybody. No, no. I when it came through and they were like Sawaski won it. I was like, because in my head, I was like, all right, Torment is in the final. Darren is out. I'm like, the league is gonna give this to Ian Cameron. But this award is regular season base. Yeah. Which is true. Which is mm-hmm. true. So that's also what we have to factor in. It is reg- is based on the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, the ultimate question I'm asking, though, and I already tweeted it, can you really be the coach of the year if you didn't win the Henny Derby and you're considered an underdog? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the people on Twitter decide. I'm gonna let my goddamn self decide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the award we got left is the MVP that will be awarded Friday. Um, we have Emiliano Terzaghi, Jonathan Bolaños, Arthur Rogers up for the award. Um, I'm fully 99.9% confident going to go to Jonathan Bolaños. And it will be the last time I ever see him in person ever again because he's going to leave to go to higher pastures. I'm slightly surprised that Rogers was the third finalist. Sir, yeah. he's a fullback with the second most assists. You know, I'm, you just gave the explanation of why this league does what it does. I know. <laughs> but I'm but surprised it, also, it wasn't Sterling. I'm yeah. legitimately surprised it wasn't Sterling. Mm-hmm. Or even Sorry. dumber like they did with Rothman because he had 17 goals because that's 100% something the league would do too. What's the three guys with the most goals and then we'll go to the guy with the most goals because that's what we do. We don't watch the league. (laughs) They should give it to us. Let us do the voting. You know what, guys? Next week on the End of Season podcast, we're going to do this. We're going to give our own awards. We're going to have an award show. We're going to somewhat dress up, have a bunch of drinks and give out awards. I was gonna say, are we dressing up? I mean, I'll do it, but yeah, let's dress up. Let's make it fancy. Put a tie on at least. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, up. I think uh, I don't know. I think Rogers though is one of the best players in the league, but it's weird that he's up for MVP, especially when they didn't make the playoffs. Right. It kind of felt like it's almost like Aaron Malloy last year. Well, right. But again, it too, it's like I don't know if. He's as good as Aaron Moy was. No, he's not. 
Hey, Aaron Malloy like, showed how good he was. This year. I was just saying, well, no, he's well, not. Right. I mean, I, I think it. I know we kind of hemmed, hemmed and hawed last year at Aaron Malloy in there because of how bad Madison was. But it's like, you know, in retrospect, uh, maybe he should have been MVP. Let me ask you guys this: He was Is, the best player. He was the best. Well, player. it was like the best player to come out of the league one. No, not yet. If you don't count like all the MLS two guys, sure. But I'm saying, what other what other MLS two guys are we counting? Because Pepe, Arturo Rodriguez, Damas, yeah, like the random, uh, I, I the guess random ass guys. Yeah, yeah, Damas might be one. Yeah, the random ass guys Phoenix has been disappointed. Yeah, but like yeah, the it random because of Phoenix. Happy. I mean, if Pepe yeah. gets going anywhere else in Europe, he, he will be considered. But I guess my thought process. But he's also playing in Europe and not playing for Memphis. Like, who? where would? You, where do you think you'd rather play? I mean, for no, that's Thronigan true. But I don't consider. Or Memphis for $65,000 a year. He's getting a lot more money over in Europe. I, I was going to say, I mean, living in Memphis would be pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. But also the thing about, like, Pepe's the weird argument always because it's always like, well, he never really played in League One. Like, he played – a handful of games, then went to Dallas, season. and then he came back for the playoffs. And that yeah, was don't it. Talk, we're not talking about the playoffs. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, Malloy literally was the best player of probably a bad uh, Madison team. Was what? I think he was in the second team last year or the first team? The first team. He was first team. Yeah, first team last year, MVP. If it goes to USL Championship and does the same, <laughs> I would probably say if Joey Gallardo had kicked on down in Mexico, he'd be my other contender from a non MLS two team. Yeah. If well, he even, if Joey Gallardo had kicked on, and even then you could say Liotti too because Liotti he played for DC United this year for a few games. He didn't stick, but he played. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. It, was his league one career like that? I'm trying to remember. Where did he play at again? Tormenta. Yeah, and he was uh, Brian's like big pick, and he broke Brian's heart when he didn't go to Greenville, and then he went to Loudon, which you know that's the DC two team. So it was kind of one of those weird like yeah, they were super short guys, so he went up. Kind of just makes you. It kind of makes you feel like um, what's his name that went to Charleston and then came back to NCFC? Um, Shaq Adams. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like Shaq Adams in a sense. Whereas, like, it's more there to be desired because you know what he can do. He just has it. Like, I I always had this feeling about, like, Alex Bruce. Like, 2019, I thought Alex Bruce was going to be the next big striker in League One. Like, I thought he was going to be the guy. And this guy has played on the most teams in USL League One and still hasn't broken through. And especially considering if he couldn't break through in this Omaha team that needed attacking, like if they needed an attacker. Right. Because he started off with Lansing, then goes to North Texas, and then goes to New York Omaha. And you can't break through on this New York Omaha team with this attack? I do have a, I do have two people that could end up being, and it's weird because kind of one of them didn't really have a great USL League One career, and the other one did. But Marco Michelotta and Noah Fusan. If one, if they can get up to the if they can get up to the main team for Columbus, and ball out, yeah, Micheletto might have a, a thing. Micheletto probably would have a strong case because, especially because he was that good 
in League One. Noah Fusan, he had promise, he had the skill, it just didn't translate in Madison. But he's young enough that, and he played well enough on Columbus too, that if he breaks through on Columbus, it goes from there. Then you're having that, like, it's weird because, like, yeah, someone like Pepe or potentially Noah Fusan or even, like, JT, where it's not like they were killing it in USL League One, but then go on and kick into high gear somewhere else. So, okay, so what we say... We would say Malloy, right? Like if we if we went with like a top five, Malloy's on that list. Micheletto. Uh would you throw out Taro or no? Are we counting MLS two guys? I don't know if you do. I, I, I'll, I'll take MLS two guys off. I'm, we're talking strictly okay. independent. I think you got to throw Dami on there because Dami's been. Oh. I was gonna say Greg Hurst because he played well in Phoenix. It seemed like this year. Dami, I think Dami has had the best season of all the Omaha guys that went up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Beloy, Micheletto, Hurst, Dami. <laughs> Phil Brino, Akwe. <laughs> See, Aqua got that weird tingle that allowed it. Yeah. Are we gonna? Are we gonna continue? And you got that, the end of twenty twenty where he barely paid at Richmond. I just feel like we're going with some Phil Brino erasure here. I can't go with Phil because dude, they're the <sighs> Eastern Conference Finals. They are okay. I'm He's not their starting goalkeeper not, for like the I'm best not, team in the East. I'm not dismissing that. He ain't coming like, back. Also, to you have to look at the four like. No, we, <laughs> we got to find another keeper. Well, that just shows how shit Madison's defense was this year. But it's weird because it's like a lot of like he was making. Which it mistakes. wasn't that shit. Yeah, but it was weird because he was making he was also mistakes. giving up dumbass goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gave us some stupid goals, and then it was crazy because the guy they traded him for looked like he was the solution for Madison's problem, and he fell off a cliff too. And Phil Brino is like the fan favorite Tampa Bay goalkeeper, and he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, no. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe a change of scenery is what both needed. Dude's, and then... dude's out. Dude's brushing up on some Cuban and learning how to make a Cubano coffee. Probably so. Phil has already hit a Publix and yeah. is living life. So we're all four. We need one more. Charlie I feel Dennis? like there's someone there that we're not thinking about. Who? Charlie Dennis. I'll give you Charlie because he had you had the good. 2019 Tormenta, he was the vocal part of that Tucson team, and then the Oakland team, he was, I would say, a top three player. He was like, solid, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Do we put Brady on there? Who? Chris Brady. I know there's someone else that we're blatantly missing, and it's going to be awkward when we realize it. Yeah, but... when we tweeted out, and you know, some like Does that count? Madison fans, like, how'd you miss, you know, Joe Schmo? And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. Well, the thing about Chris Brady was, is he once he left Madison, there was like a year where you didn't hear from him. Yeah, that was. But like I mean, he's still going to be a starting. Which again, too, like I don't even think you count that though, because Madison had that other guy too from Minnesota United that came down, didn't do shit. Oh, for shit. Uh, Claire. Dane yeah. St. Claire. He didn't do shit for shit for Madison, and then all of a sudden he's a starter for uh, Minnesota. So it's like I don't even think. He well, can, that was weird. Think... well. That's also a weird one because Madison had three really good keepers, and the problem mm-hmm. was Dane was third out of the three. Yeah. So okay. So once again, you got Micheletto. I'm going to say Charlie Dunn for the fifth one. 
All right, so we got Miguelito, Malloy, Charlie Dennis, Greg Hurst, Damian Vianer are the five best talents that come out of USL League One. That are not affiliated with an MLS with, team. Yes, not affiliated with MLS team sides. Well, or, yeah. yes. Not affiliated with an MLS team while they were in League One. There we go. That's how you clean it up, Tim. Yeah, I mean that that sounds that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I guess I don't know. I how is how is um gosh the uh the Greenville guy who went to like Cyprus or something? How's he doing? It's Cyprus. I mean, you're true. <laughs> Fuck that's, Cyprus. That's true. He's in. I don't even think he's in Cyprus. He's in um Malta. Yeah, which is like fucking multi. Eleven appearances and three goals is how he's doing. If this is up to date, which I don't know if it is. All right, maybe that's something we can do kind of in the off season. You know, since we're coming up on the five year anniversary of USL League, I mean USL League One, maybe we could do our greatest five or mm -hmm. greatest team within the five years, whatever. Be some great off season hashtag content. Well, that's what the USL's seven five aside was. <laughs> seven aside. Yeah. God, that shit was Gosh, that article. <laughs> God. All right, guys. Let's um let's talk about the final. So we got the final. It's going to be Tormenta versus Chattanooga. Um, tip your hats to both teams for on the field. I think Twitter will tell you who they know they're rooting for. Um, <laughs> but. In the fairness of both teams, let's break down both teams. What are we expecting from this game? How do we think this game is going to play out? Who's going to be the X Factors? How excited are you for this final? Who wants to start? Ever, are you alive? Are you there? Yes. Okay. I'll start. Um, okay, so for the final, I'm definitely going to Tormenta. I hope to be there. Trying to make it happen. Hashtag content. Well, she told me that earlier. I was really thinking about going down. But then it's like, well, I'm going to spend $400 on this plane ticket. And it's like, I, I could hang out with, like, their front office team. But that's also kind of weird because I was imagining in a scenario that they won. And some, like, random guy on tournament is like, so who are you? How long have you been a fan? It's like, well, I'm from Omaha. Oh, what are you doing <laughs> down here? It's like, uh, so I like the, the birds' tweets on Twitter. And so I bought a ticket, and now I'm here. It's perfect. perfect. Oh, okay. And you know Tormenta for us who treat us like royalty? Oh, they're great. I love the Tormenta. <laughs> when I went down to Savannah last year, they picked up the bar tab, which included our lunch on it. I was like, you didn't need to do that. But, yeah, they're great folks down there. Um, but something dumb's going to happen. But I got to say, I think Tormenta is going to win. You know, Chattanooga's had some crazy-ass goals, uh, but not in, like, the good way it's like how did that go in that shouldn't have gone in like that's weird that that went in tormenta seems to be the better team they're going to be at home you know i'm sure those seats come with caviar and champagne so everyone's going to be real real fired up i don't know it just chattanooga is like i don't know how they're in the final watching those games like if you edited the goals out for chattanooga and just like watch both their games. I don't know how you would say that they made the finals. That's the playoffs. That's playoffs for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like Tormenta, like you watch their games, it's like it makes sense that they're here. Well, okay, with Chattanooga, we've always said they have the attacking talent. Like it's we have never questioned the attacking talent that Chattanooga had. It was can they keep their head together? Can I just point out at this point? It is kind of funny to me, maybe because like I'm slowly depressed. But Chattanooga has knocked out both teams who podcasters are on this podcast right now that made jokes about their coach having the OnlyFans. I mean, a cash app. <laughs> like, they are like on some weird ass revenge tour where the players don't know what they're doing, but the coach is like, <laughs> you will execute my plan with mercy. Without <laughs> mercy, yeah. Can't get knocked out of the playoffs well, if you don't make what, it. What type of content? <laughs> What 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 type of content would it be if we found out that Jimmy Weekly had an OnlyFans? Oh my god! Son. What do you think he's selling? You think he's selling feet pics or dick pics? What do you think he's selling? Feet. Feet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Don't feet got to be crusty as a motherfucker. He's well, like, old and white. The soccer like well, turtle shells. Like the soccer player feet in general are just like really gross. Which has got to be crusty. Like. Yeah, I mean, regardless, this is making my stomach turn a bit, but <laughs> that'd be really funny. Uh, but you know, again, like that is that is funny that <laughs> we, we talk so much shit on him, and here he is in the final. Right. There he is. So in I think the, the note to the Tormenta fans is: don't make jokes about the Chattanooga coach being horny, and you'll win. <laughs> But if you and do again, like a cash app, it's not thing, that he was a... being horny. It was he was being horny on, on main. Yes. And that's Publicly. the problem. He was being horny in a public forum. This man was liking at a high rate, a high clip. It was like five likes an hour. Like, God damn, so slow down. And no one would, and it would have continued had we not called it out. <laughs> it would have. Oh my god! <laughs> Which imagine the scene? It would have almost been funnier if we just sat on that until the final. Obviously, we didn't know they were going to make it, but it would have been even funnier to wait till the final to be like, "Hey, Jimmy, by the way, uh, we can see what your likes are." Uh, but... As soon as he had gotten the job permanently, we just dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! As you close to the side of the contract, so sir, we see here that uh, you like titties. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of titties. What's what's this clause about mandatory social media training in my contract? I, is that standard? It's like, well, because you're horny or vain, sir. Have you checked your Twitter mentions recently? <laughs> have we considered that maybe being horny on main is the key to success in life? Maybe. Hey, I was a successful ass person. Mm. <sighs> it works. I'm just oh. saying, like, clearly being horny on main is working. I was kind of hoping he won Coach of the Year because I was thinking about putting that like horny little Shinu Ibu head, dog head on his face so, for the graphic. Can I ask you guys this? Hey, I'm probably going to talk about the game, but with this broken about weekly, how many of you guys go search your head coach's Twitter or social media to be like, I pray to God nothing like this is on there? I don't even Jamin, know if my coach has a Twitter. Yeah, Jamin's doesn't have social media, which is like, thank God. Thanks, Swazi has it, and I was like, <laughs> Swazi, you better not. <laughs> but he barely talks on there, so I'm like, all right, we're good. Well, honestly, with how like bad Omaha fans have been this year on Twitter, I'm really glad J Mims doesn't have social media. 
in the offseason this year, they literally had him like riding an exercise bike, reading mean tweets about his offseason. I'm not going to lie. That was hilarious. And he's just like, what? That was hilarious ass content. All right. Um, let's get back to the game. I'm sorry. Once again, is me always distracting the show? The show can be done in 40 minutes, but I make it an hour 30. Um, Chattanooga's defense holding up against Tormenta's attack. How do we think that's going to play out? Because it really seems like this front trio of Bill Hart, Sterling, and Ajay is going to give Chattanooga's defense fits. I mean, we thought that Bolaños, Terzaghi, and Richmond would give them fits, and they withstood that. So once again, space. I but even like even before the red card, like I'm just saying, like mm. they still did it. They still did it, which they is did. impressive. They did. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you're so not that's where I'm kind of like it. They they can do it against Tormenta. Like they did against Richmond, they can do it against Tormenta. This is true. I'm more curious on what are Phelps and Dangler going to do with Galindrez, with Mensigan if he comes in, with Chattanooga's attack. Because I think that's going to be the key battle. Because I don't think Chattanooga's going to be trying to make crosses in. They're probably going to take more shots outside the box. They're probably going to avoid. And if they're going to do crosses, it's going to be low crosses. Yeah, that's true. Because um, why the fuck would he do a cross in the air with two dudes that are, like, over six foot? I really wouldn't know. All right. So does this game does this game go to overtime? Yes. We're trying to do the problem so. <laughs> but do we no. want it to? No. Yes, no. I want chaos. I want this game to be with nine men. I want four red cards. Somebody get punched in the nuts. I want a stadium invasion. PKs. Yeah. Give me goalkeeper Ugh. keep PKs. That would be fun. Especially because it's on ESPN too. It would just I be crazy the if like shit housery. Well, I, I will say this. For taking a shirt off. I want weekly to be like OnlyFans rocks, bitch. And then get sent off. I want the only way I would want it to go into overtime is if one team gets a equalizing goal just in the last kick, like the last kick of the game. And like and I'm I'm picturing like when Ray Allen hit that three in the NBA finals, and like they've already brought the trophy, they're already got like the but like they have the bot the champagne on ice, like ready to go in the locker room. They're taping that shit up, and then they gotta take it all down. I want that I want chaos. Boring as 120 minutes. Well, I was gonna I say stand in the center circle and just stare at each other. With with how exciting this year's been for games, like the league's generally been like crazy and unpredictable, and no one knows what's gonna happen week to week. How ironic would it be if for the final on ESPN two, it was just like the most boring predictable game ever and it was just like well that's the league one final i want this game to be delayed weather delayed three times i want absolutely not no 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 it's a school i want this game to take place on tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m (laughs) with nobody there i 
How the fucking Toronto that. FC two nonsense is this? Damn skin. In honor no. Um, Matt made a joke online that he wanted it to get coveted so Richmond would win, which but I don't think it works that way. It does. hundred percent. Does it? You can't give a winner if it gets coveted. I, I think if they would just void it. I think uh, no one would win the title. Which is fine with me. That's not how that works. I, I'm pretty sure if COVID was, let's be real, Chattanooga's gonna lie about their COVID numbers. <laughs> yeah, the you Ch- think Chattanooga comes honest with COVID. The Chattanooga players are gonna like spit on a pixie stick and be like, "Here's my test. It's blue." <laughs> what? Congrats! Why is this thing attracting flies? Why is it so flimsy? Hey, you asking the wrong questions, dog. You want my coach's cash out? Sir, this is a pregnancy test. What are you doing with this? This is not a COVID test. It's negative. You just you just get what you get. You get what you get. Uh, the other question we got to talk about is Chattanooga got a record in the last game. So who's going to be the starter? I mean, it's going to be Galindras, I'm assuming, right? Or do you think they be smart and put Mensigan as the striker as a false I star? I feel like this whole Mensigan super sub thing is working, so they're not going to fuck with that. Well, I mean, the same thing works for Galindres as a super sub. Yeah, but he's going to be pissed off and tweet. If they don't win and he was coming off the bench, he's going to tweet something about it. Oh, he already tweeted last game about it. Like, <laughs> man, didn't co- man, man has itchy Twitter fingers. Oh, what did he say? That's my golden boot winner pick. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, just the normal, you know, they don't trust me. They don't, you know, I have to find It's just generic, like. Something I would expect, like a high school sophomore, to tweet when they don't get it. Yeah, anybody. that man is not staying for next year. That man is gone. Uh. No, you it'll don't be, believe me, sir. Your GPA is like barely eligible for you to play. <laughs> we can't start you, dog. Uh, yeah, no, I. No, I, I, I think Galindris will start just because I feel like the men's good super sub has worked the last two games, so why? Well, I mean, someone has to start. And I don't see him going, like, completely crazy with it. Yeah. Oh, man, he, like, tweets a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, he'd be out there tweeting. This man tweeted his own promo video, which is actually kind of fire. You know, no, you, you got to do that. You, you got to do that. Yeah. That's a hustle. Yeah, shot. Got fire. James got a fire. Um, I, yeah, I got I got tormented, man. It is not look. It's no slight to Chattanooga. It just feels like this is kind of Chattanooga. I mean, tormented time of the win, like with the W team, the new stadium. It's either going to be a tormental win in the ninety minutes or Chattanooga penalties. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Regardless of who wins, both of these teams are getting pulled apart next year. Yes. Like Chattanooga has the Tormenta has the um they have the academy to rebuild. Yeah. Technically so does Chattanooga. I don't think they've signed anybody that's impactful, but that was about it. Yeah, I don't think they've signed anybody impactful from their two team or their academy yet. Yeah, they said on one game, but that was about it. But yeah, flipping was so like hot bricks. I wonder if the transfer money goes to Weekly's account. 
So normally we pay this for a wire transfer, but I'm going to need you to download this cash app. Don't worry, about the, don't worry about the, uh, the conversion fee. Just, just send it here. Send yeah, you're going to send the Fausto 4444. Here's my card. Just Here's my card. Just do what you need to. Please don't tell me this man has a cash app card. I would laugh if he did. That's that's a hundred cash app is a scam. I'm convinced of it now because every time you tweet it, there's like a thousand bots are like, hey, I'd be oh, a yeah. cash app. Like I used to think it was like a legit thing, but now I'm just like, it's not this is not a legit service. I think it's a legit service. I think the people are just scamming because I don't know. It's gotta be like some sort of like Bitcoin hacking thing or something. I don't know, but regardless. <laughs> The thing with Cash App that I pause on is like, oh yeah, you can use this to like get your direct deposit, and I'm like, hold on, no, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Um, oh, so this tweet was giving respect and not receiving it has me sucked. Yeah, that man leaving. <laughs> that man gone. gone. I don't know where he's going, but that man got. We know this. He gone. Yeah, he's not there. That man gone. He's not there next yeah. year. But Which no, is crazy because he's will been say good when he's played. 2 1 hey, Toronto Loki, win. Loki, at this point now, I need Chattanooga not to win just so I can. I'm going to have his tweets on notifications ready to go. Soon, soon as they don't win, I'm he's, waiting he's, on these tweets, Galindres. He's going to go old school Drake sad boy tweets. Oh, no. I <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> Man, man's it's gonna be three in the morning. He he's just gonna be uh, tweeting out bad bunny lyrics. <laughs> you know, I respect you for keeping it very consistent and very modern with the bad bunny. Oh man, this is gonna be hilarious. That's what my one of my friends does when she drinks. She tweets out sad bad bunny lyrics. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> The crisis in Puerto Rico is just happening all around us. <laughs> Another bottle of wine. Sorry. <laughs> well, we all. I think Kyle wants to go to score predictions. I <laughs> think he's like, let's wrap this up before we get. What you got for, for score predictions, Kyle? I said two one Tormenta. Two one Tormenta. What you got up? Um, I'm gonna go one nil Tormenta. Two. One one. Uh. Tormenta Chattanooga with five to four to, towards tormented PKs. God damn. Damn. You no, know fuck it. I'm going to have an exciting ass battle. Give me three, two Tormenta with okay. a hat trick from Sterling. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. You said three, two? Three, two. And Chip, you said penalties? Yes. For one, one, and then one, one, and then they win five to four in penalties. But okay. my game is going to extra time. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I get a red card in there? Fucking Christ. I only have so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> I just want complete chaos. I see. Damn. Um, all right. So we got that out of the way. Last day we gotta talk about guys. We have some great news to happen. We have a CBA now for the players. So they're not just working for fucking free. Um, we, I was trying to get a player to come on here tonight, but he couldn't make it. But um, thoughts about the CBA? What does it mean for the league? Because you guys are better legal experts than me. Because I just saw it. It was like, ah, they get fucking money. 
I mean, I'm it's gonna more treat it like money. I did the. Uh, I'm gonna treat it like I did the women's the NVSL one, and read the entire freaking thing and have some notes on it for next time. But I, until it comes out, I can't do that. But I'm there's, excited. There's it's fucking some, security. There's been some notes that came out from the players' union. The one thing that stuck out to me was that at least 50% of their compensation has to be cash. Yeah. And so I think a lot of these players are essentially getting room and board with like a, a stipend for food, which it's like, sure, that's you are getting paid to play technically, but that's not a way to make a living. There is no security there. You know, you can't contribute to your 401k with a $25 Hy-Vee gift card. So this is like real money. Hey, if you sell it to a crackhead, he'll give you 50. And you can put it to your words of cash app. <laughs> well, that, I think one of the that goes the other way. Besides... You you buy the $25 gift card from them for $12.50. That's how that scam works, Yogi. Uh, but anyway, what I was going I to say a... is the nice thing is the it's also the increase of the contract minimum per month is going to always yeah. increase year after year. So I think next year it's going to be 2000 a month. Then it gets up to 2100, then 2200, 2300, and then 2500 in 2027. So it's like, that's going to keep increasing. And I'm sure by the time it expires, they'll have to do a new one. But I think that and having the 50% of your compensation be cash is going to be huge. And I think for other teams, like, having that housing stipend, having that signing bonus, like having that is going to help lure players as well. And then what also was, was it, it was the uh, 10 month guarantee contract. Mm -hmm. You're ready. They could go more than that, but to see that on there was, was good to see as well. Yeah. Cause Um, we get all those like real short term signing deals, which again, I'm sure there's some language about mid season signings and things like that. Uh, So I don't know how it impacts that, but that's great as well. Uh, but you know, again, it's the stability and assuming a 12 month contract, that's $12,000 cash minimum plus living, which isn't awesome, but it's great. And I think, you know, as we look forward, yeah. And as we look in the right direction and as we look to forward to like the growth of the league as a whole, definitely one of the obstacles is going to be attracting players to play. Because at the same time, most of these guys, if you went the college route, can probably go and use your college degree and get a lot more money than you can make playing soccer. So how do we make it so these guys want to play soccer? It's an attractive option for them where they can make money and then uh, play for a while and then transition into the professional world or into a graduate program or something else and take that next step in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely good to see for that league. And shout out Andrew Wheeler, Omniu, Kalen Fox, and then Vincenzo Candela because they were kind of like part of that bargaining committee team. And I already texted Andrew. I was like, hey, good work. And he's, yeah, he's definitely over the moon on that. So, yeah, want to give a shout out to those three he's players. Super excited about it. So, it's good to see. Good to see you get done. Um, that's great that we have that in place now. Um, Guys, tomorrow we'll figure out who's going to be the MVP. Um, there's a 66% chance of end up in Richmond. Um, but, yeah, anything else before we uh, wrap up the show, buddies? Fuck you, Kyrie. Stop talking and apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I'm just – you asked if I had any last words. Those are my last words. 
Anything on your pod, compadre? No. Ev, you look no, sleepy. Just chilling. I started a new position, so it's been a hell of a hell of a couple of weeks. Oh, well, look at you getting that money. <laughs> Chip, my man. Anything from you, compadre? Yeah, if you don't know who to pull for, definitely pull for Tor- pull for Tormenta. And there we go. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, who's gonna have the spiciest memes if they win? Yeah, no. Chattanooga's just gonna be like, we won the championship, go Chattanooga. Bolt's gonna have like receipts that he pulls. There'll be like some sort you of TikTok. Of, no, but tick there's gonna be like a TikTok of Bolt Bolt dancing on whatever college bars in Statesboro or Georgia with the USLW and USL one trophy if they win or something. It's a dry county. No, it's a dry county. No. Yo, no, that's real. Yeah. What? Yo, you no. know what I need Bolt to do? You know what I need Bolt to do? It's all here at the stadium, I thought. I need Bolt or Sterling to do the Kobe picture with the trophy. <laughs> I need uh, one That's of them not to do where it. I thought you were heading with that answer. What do you thought? I thought you were going to say they need to go to Magic City. Hey. <laughs> Fuck it. Change it. Bolt. <laughs> We go to Magic City, dog. I need Bolt to go to Magic City that night. I need Dan in the club. I need Sterling. I need Kingsford. I need Bush. That would be some Aaron. very confused workers. They're like, wait, what are you celebrating? Don't <laughs> worry about it, sweetheart. Why you can't we drink out of this trophy? As I got these trophies, we having fun. <laughs> Can you imagine Bolt in Magic City? Dog. Kyle, hey, why'd you do this? <laughs> me and Bo would have a hell of a time. I'll tell Bo, hey Bo, take a shot of Hennessy, get some ass thrown on you. I dog. know our audience. <laughs> I know our audience. Whoa, I'm here for you, dog. I'm... You want a solo cam? You want a solo cam that? No. Bo, I'm here for you, dog. I'm here for you. If you win this title. I'm sending you some money to go to Magic City, my guy. <laughs> gotta get some ass thrown on you. you. Gotta get some chicken wings for my man. Look, I gotta set Sterling up right. Because Sterling said he like Gucci man. Oh. Yeah, we gotta take him to Atlanta. How far Atlanta How far Atlanta is away? Like that three, far two away. and a half, three hours. That's fine. We're gonna be drunk anyway on the road to Atlanta. Magic on a Sunday City, night. We. Everybody go to the strip club. Everybody been at least once. We go take I mean, Dan in there. Dan might fuck around and find another, another Ford. I mean, shit. If it's a dry county, what else are they supposed to do? It's not a dry county anymore. Supposedly, it just happened. Okay. Oh, it must have like literally just happened. Okay, they knew the finals happening. Maybe they yeah. just they're like, this is gonna be big. Uh, that's still crazy that in the year twenty twenty two of our Lord that you have a dry county. In the South. Like, I just figured there was no rules in the South. Especially, like, rural South. They're just like, just it do whatever. That's, that's the main rule. Is we going don't to dis- Magic City. We going to Magic City. <laughs> we we going to have fun. <laughs> we going to have some fun. Just imagine Yo, both they make, with both they win, with just two they win strippers go. on front of him. With a cigar yeah. in his room. Yogi, no. We can't do this. 
Hey, Kingsford, do you mean your uh, cash app? I got you, dog. I see you 20 for shots. <laughs> We're still going. And yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all want me to do the show for real? All right, I got you. He's talking about going to Magic City with the yeah. USL League One Championship. You know what? <laughs> I'll just go down there to celebrate with him. Hey, bro, we going. I ain't back. We in there, dog. Yogi's just going to be waiting in a hotel room in Atlanta by the airport, just waiting for that text message. <laughs> just, just get the text from Bolt. Hey, yo, we on the way. Bet. Say less. <laughs> text from Bolt. We ride. All right. Let's go. We in here. Yogi's like, I'll get the booth. <laughs> right. We drinking Hennessy tonight, baby. Incredible hustle. Getting served like crazy. Well, the thing is, Magic City works for both teams. Fuck Chattanooga. We ain't worried about them. They wouldn't know what to do in, in Magic City. Um, outside of their head coach. Nobody else would know what to do in Magic City. Who do you think's driving the bus? <laughs> Look, that team man. bus is going straight. No, that he's getting on the team bus and they're going straight up to Atlanta. And they can keep the ass straight because I need this content with Bolt. I got aspirations and dreams. Aspirations. Sorry, that was low. That was low. What are we doing? Anyway, what are we doing? Shots, belly shots off a stripper with the title in one hand. Glorious content. Oh, God. So going back to the uh, worst song in the 90s uh, or the 2010s. Sorry. Whatever song playing in the strip club. That what? <laughs> no. Um, we had we had some good answers, so I'm very happy about that. We're um, still alive. <laughs> any paper planes? That's for my wife. Yeah, I know. Trash. Well, and the person. Hey, Bolt, DM me, dog. Oh, shop. Is. That is a right? that is a strong one. Third shop is a good call. Um, um, anything by the Black Eyed Peas. That's fair. Both. These are those are all good answers. Both. So good job. Once you get this title, DM me. I got you, big fella. <laughs> They're not going to the blue room. <laughs> with that being said, folks, we got one more episode next week. Guys, we're almost done with season two of this podcast. Holy shit. Been fun. Wild. We got a lot of off-season content to do as well. Um, for Eb, for Kyle, for Chip, Bolt, win the title. I'll meet you in Magic City, my guy. We'll holler at you guys next week, where we will talk about the end of the year. Easy, guys. See ya. <laughs>